0: and it will come, but we don't want to hear about, we don't want to walk that narrow path, we don't want to crucify our body, it's not convenient, and and I think from this root uh, thinking, mindset, comes so many false teachings, so sometimes when you hear it you think wow you can already print so many books editions uh, where you have no idea where it came from what are they basing on their (laughs) teachings and see usually it comes when people concentrate on one verse And it doesn't come from other (laughs) sources. It comes from the Bible itself. When people simply uh, take a verse and take it out of the context and build the whole teaching on it, um, edited towards the wishful thinking. And... I'm going to re-paraphrase the story, retell it about pro- prodigal son. And we will uh, look into certain symptoms that um, what kind of problem they they had. Just like the doctors are looking at body and they try to diagnose by gathering symptoms, gathering uh, what's happening to you, this information, then they try to think, okay, what kind of, what is happening for you? But God sees everything. He sees us like uh, 100%. There's nothing that surprises him, nothing he doesn't know about us. How um, God is still very, very patient with us, He's for us, and He is raising us like children, even though He sees uh, our hearts, but still He's still working with us. Symptoms that uh, I'm going to mention them, I'm going to bring them to light. Symptoms in church that already show that we are on the wrong path. We are going into the wrong direction. What we're going to read now is, well, not going to read, but I'm just going to retell and you can read further for yourself at home. It talks about father who had two sons, not his uh, servants, his friends or neighbors, but it was two of real sons um, who truly they knew each other. They knew the sons knew the father. They saw him who he is, what he has, and his character. And one of them just thought, I'm tired of listening. I'm serving and listening to Father's orders. I have to work here, um, help uh, but I want to be my own master, I want to be independent, I want to see the world, what's there, uh, outside. of <laughs> See, he just simply didn't leave, he knew what belongs to him, he asked the father to give him his part of inheritance, and he, the father said, okay, he let him go. God is good and faithful. He can be good and faithful to you, but we have to see, and where am I? How do I respond to His goodness? Who is in faith filled with Holy Spirit? But do you think when you uh, became a Christian, God took away your free will? to choose, to make choices. God God gave you, he didn't take it away. He let you have your free will further so that you can make choices and it will impact your life. It really encourages to uh, remain how we uh, live further on as we beca- become Christians how we live our lives what the choices we make because we have to be f- live uh, in in fear continue to live a fearful way and just like i said i had similar experience when god gave me a dream uh, that i woke up and i ran to my husband to say i'm sorry um i I didn't have a right but I th- I felt like I had the right to be angry to hold anger against my husband. I felt like I had the right uh, because he really mistreated me. He was wrong against I felt like that. But um, the the Bible gives us rules, guidelines. And without it, if we don't follow them, if we try to avoid, we walk away from that protection. Rules, uh, they actually help for your safety. Laws, they help to protect you. They don't want to harm or hurt you when I chose myself to walk away from that safe territory, I chose myself to to walk away and went into this danger zone when I could feel the presence of evil spirits already, uh, that they have been let in to work and make impact. So, yeah, we see that... The son took his uh, inheritance and he left. He walked away from that safe territory. He left alone by himself uh, to live according to his uh, understanding, his ambition. You know, if you live a life is in flesh only by flesh. You live in sin, but you still don't see the um, the reward for sin. Uh, not re- like a penalty or a results. Come, to, we we will pray for you. It is a bad thing, and just because you don't see the consequences now doesn't mean that you will uh, get away with it. And You see, in the beginning, when he left, he had money, probably. He was having fun with girls, partying and eating. Uh, Maybe he spent many years like that. But one day he ended up in the lowest (laughs) position that a Jewish person could imagine for a Hebrew man he found himself with pigs, hunger, hungry at so such a point that he could even eat the pig's food. Um, just then it hit him, all of a sudden, what am I doing here? Why am I here? How did I end up in this place? and then he thinks where is my father couldn't he just save me couldn't he get me out of here send some parcel with bread and sausage he has so much he's so rich and he's all he denied me he left me by myself He has so many servants and he could just come save me. But thank God, thank God, it was like awakening for him. He didn't, um, he didn't continue in this path. He didn't blame anyone except himself. It was um, breaking points, um, turning points where he asked himself and put all the responsibility, all the blame on himself, that it was purely his choice uh, that led him into that, this point. If you find yourself today in this same position where you're thinking, what am I doing here? How did I end up here? You know, and if you think God will keep covering you, keep uh, saving, keep uh, justifying you, uh, give you mercy and goodness. You know, when uh, this happened only when the son came back, when he decided to acknowledge his fault, his mistake and coming back to his father. and. It is uniting with the heart of Christ, with Jesus. If God calls something bad, you call it bad and evil. Um, If God says this is sin, it is a sin. And if you try to find compromises, you might find yourself yourself in a position where God never intended you to be. And I know, personally, people who ended up uh, in this place with pigs, you think, I will loosen my belt, I will relax a bit. Uh, And I never, and say, God doesn't want anyone to end up in such place. Uh, But thank God that son remembered his father. Only then he evaluated what he had. He saw with different eyes, with new perspective, what he had and just uh, thrown away. And he realized that he is not even worthy to come back, that because of his behavior, his rebellion, stubbornness, He's not even worthy to be accepted, to be forgiven, to be welcomed back. And, but he still had this hope that I will ask for forgiveness. I will come in humble way. Maybe he will forgive me. Maybe he will take me back. And, and we see in the story that he really had courage to come back. He had faith and hope, and he approached the Father. When you hear today people talk about repentance, Mm. well, I'm sorry. By the way, I'm sorry. Um, We feel like it's fine. I'm sorry, and everyone's happy. Life continues everything is fixed and solved um uh, but it's not only sorry Um, it is more like this deep uh, real uh, repentance is like a big burden in your heart is this big sadness and sorrow in your heart that you can't contain it, you can't keep it. It's like a big burning fire or like a big energy that you can't even contain within. Um, Where you find yourself on your knees saying, God, please change me because I'm ruining people's lives. I'm a bad impact. You know that we will also end up in God's uh, ju- judgment. That we will have to mm, test give a, account of everything that we've done and said. But we have to, we have to walk in God fear through this life, and if we see that there is some sin, there is some bad thinking, bad behavior. I will go, I will seek help, I will support prayer from brothers and sisters. I will mm, put this to light, everything that I'm struggling with. Be a God's partner, partnership with the Holy Spirit, that He will always reveal, show what you need to change. Where you are struggling, but he will not condemn, he will help if you're willing to work together with Holy Spirit. He will surely change and help you. He will change your heart he'll give you the right direction. I want to read certain passages from First letter of John, first letter of Peter. I'm really encouraging everyone, just like God, encouraged me. Please turn off all the teachings. Take your Bible. And if your Bible is full of uh, (laughs) notes, take it fresh. Take the new, fresh Bible and really study and really look deeply and it's really like um, this in flow of information really uh, catches us into some kind of delusion. We gather so many wrong teachings, but only Studying the Bible and um, denying myself to be only always exposed to so much information, it showed, wow, how many wrongs, wrong beliefs, wrong delusions I had. This Bible has been written for me, for you. It is fresh milk from God that he feeds us with. And ask God um, that He gives you this understanding. He gives you this desire and hunger for Bible, for this fresh, real bread and milk. The Bible says that many people will be deceived in the last days, that they will go astray. They will... um, be deceived by false teachers, by false messages. If we think that you can find a Christianity without the price, without the cost, it's not true. Our uh, position, it has to be that whatever it costs, I know that your mercy will sustain me, your mercy will, will walk me through everything. Whatever it takes, I just want to remain with you, remain faithful to you, God. I want to make this study for leaders for uh, minist- ministry leaders, uh, those we will do uh what we'll see what God is truly speaking just as it is written in the Bible. Not according to any guidelines, programs. That has been written, but we will see for ourselves what it truly says. And you see, the amount of information doesn't change everything, anything. Uh, Only when you read something and you think and do it, when you really practice it, put it to life, if it. Only then it takes effect, you really truly realize the meaning of the written word. Let's read um from first John first chapter from verse six to ten it says so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth, but we are living in the light, as God is in the light. Then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts.
1: Chapter 2,
0: 9-11 If anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble if they. Verse, um, yeah, chapter 2, 1 to 6, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. So, um, I will not continue as I'm not catching up, but we are going to first Peter, letter of Peter from chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. But you are not... mm, Sorry, this is second, (laughs) second Peter. So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from the tr- their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment, until the day of final judgment. He is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desire and who despise authority. These people are proud and arrogant, daring even to scot- scoff at natural, supernatural beings without so much as trembling. The same chapter, eighteen twenty-two, verses. They brag about themselves with empty, foolish boasting. With an appeal to twisted sexual desires, they lure back into sin those who have barely escaped from a lifestyle of deception. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption, for you are a slave to whatever controls you. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. And I know that these verses are not popular in church, but what it says clearly is that if you have been rescued, released from slavery to sin, and you are coming back to it, you fall even worse b- than before. Because now you know the truth. Now you have been told the truth. And you see. People are trying to cover uh, their wicked, uh, sinful ways with God's grace and mercy. When you consciously know what you're doing, you think, I will do something, I will repent, I will say sorry, and God is so good. He He will definitely forgive me. We are so many, there are so many verses that we don't even want to read or touch because it's so difficult. It talks about conscious sin and unconscious um, where you didn't know, you didn't realize, you, you only re- realize later. We see that um, in this, uh, with that, passage that we read before about the pro- the son who went away, the prodigal son, saw that father remained the same. He has been good. The father has been good, but the, fa- the son was not okay. He walked away from goodness of, of father. And this saying, oh, everything will be okay. It will be fine because God is good. Well, we can see it's not always the case. And Jesus defeated sin on the cross. It has been defeated. But we have to work together with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, to stand against all darkness, all the sinful way, um, all wickedness in our lives. So, another thinking uh, or false teaching popular in church is that you do not have to repent because all of your sins in the past in the present and the future has, all, has been already forgiven. So there's no need to think about it, no need to repent. You know that feeling when you do something wrong, you wrong someone and you have some kind of bad feeling in your chest, uh, this pain, and you rush, you hurry to say sorry, you s- to fix it, to come and find peace, find agreement with the person. I still was sharing that she felt encouragement to, to say sorry, to find peace with husband, to forgive him, not to hold this anger. If you've stolen something, you're going to return it. You're going to fix what you what you did, the damage for someone. Not saying, um, it's fine now, it's done, it's done. We have to, according to justice have to give give back and we will be accountab- accountable for everything we have said or done god's uh, <laughs> guiding and teaching is happening in my life because so many areas i feel pressured i feel put to corner where I have no excuses, I have no no right to say um, everything's fine. Um, God is teaching me so strongly; He's um, really this, and I'm under His discipline, and I feel it. And another symptom that we see in Christians. Is when we only take everything and we don't give back. Like we saw in the sun, he took everything that belonged to him, he took and he just left to have it on his own, to enjoy it on his own. God gives you so much and you hold on to it. Say, okay, now I'm okay, I'm fine. God gave me so much, everything I wanted. Now I can live peacefully and happily so no God is encouraging to be giving giving blessing others sharing and another symptom is avoiding certain topics avoiding certain passages teachings from the Bible I'm not going further into that but we're going to talk more about this topic in other times I'm going to um invite the worship team to come but i will say now na- another that church is really tempted much into becoming uh worldly fleshly um when we release just let loose the ourselves to live according to fleshly desires ambitions so I thank you, Father, that you are merciful and just, and and you do not let us remain in the bad place, that we don't belong. I know you are not fast, you're not rushing to condemn, but you are patiently waiting for us with deep longing that we will come back to you. You are waiting for each one of us to come back. And if somebody is listening today and you find yourself that I really became too... I let myself loose. I went too far away. I slipped away. I know I don't have hunger for God and you find yourself in some chaos, uh, hunger, bad place, darkness, hopelessness. Please give this strength and courage to humble down before your merciful hand. I know it is your mercy that is calling us back, your mercy that is encouraging us to repent, change uh, our ways, turn back, please uh, only the way you teach us, help us see everything and call things the way you call them, bad, black and white, um, where we don't make any compromise, we don't mix up things and try to justify. I pray for restored and holy, pure families, marriages. Let the marriage be pure, the marriage respected, and let we guard our tongues that we don't let uh, ourselves speak evil, speak uh, curses that we have fear of you, God. We know that you are loving, but you are only also just. And I know that Jesus took everything on the cross. He took all the curse and wickedness and sin and he washed us away. But he gave us all the power, all the uh, tools